Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is Pop Culture Warrior. I am CQ, and today I am absolutely delighted to have our guest tonight. He is a, he's a two-time, he's a returning champion to the show. One of the absolute greatest pleasures of a person I've had to talk with, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is the one and only Eddie McClintock. How you doing today, man? CQ, how are you, man? That, that's high praise. Like, oh my God, are you kidding me? You haven't. Uh, interviewed david boreanis yet <laughs> nah we don't want to talk to him man we Come want to on, talk man. to you brother you you're the man we always want to talk to you have some of the most eccentric stories and, and outlandish history i know you you've had oh no oh no it's uh it's hey. eddie mcclinton oh, we're the paparazzi we're the paparazzi here come here turn around let me get your picture oh he's so fa- look it's so handsome oh my god oh. look at that chin oh, oh i oh, killed excuse, myself for that chin oh me, my god man. did you did you that, bring your own mean? paparazzi oh that's not uh, hold on mike mike no this is how we make a living mike i can't keep up the italian thing let's just take it aren't the paparazzi supposed to be italian i can't i'm i'm this, nervous this, this is a, that's, a, that's a real actor right there they, i thought you brought these guys this they're not with me well i'm gonna take off this extremely large mustache <sighs> yeah it's, it is uh, me and jeremy we're here to steal your podcast i uh oh who's that Okay, what? Yeah, so just go ahead. You Actually, if you could, could you take this box real quick? Sure. If you open it up, what you're going to find is you're going to find Walter Cronkite's mustache. And if you put it on, it makes you the greatest podcaster of all time. Ooh, I, I, like I, I thought you were going to say it was Jimmy Hoffa's ashes. No, I lost those in a poker game, unfortunately. But you had my, you had you had Hoffa's ashes. Well, yeah, he was cremated. Well, he died in that KFC fire. Oh, you're right. I thought he died right. in the Popeyes chicken fiasco. No, it was KFC. Popeyes was was closed that day, That's... so he sauntered over to uh, KFC. That's right. So CQ, take Walter Cronkite's mustache and give us uh, 40 minutes of uh, your studio. We'll take over this interview. He needs a, he needs a higher caliber interviewer is what Eddie McClintock Ouch. needs. Ouch. I, I mean, you know what? I'm I'm somehow offended and delighted at the same time. So uh, so you you do this. You guys see how how easy this is. And and then we'll see how it goes. Perfect. Enjoy this present. It'll make you the greatest podcaster of all time. All right. Well, good luck, Eddie. God, Mike, that's, Godspeed. Is sir. that really Walter Cronkite's mustache? Absolutely, it is. I, All right. So sorry, Eddie. Uh, what I didn't tell him when he left just now, I did. I did not tell him that it will make him paralyzed. Ah, good. So, so it's uh, a kind of a Christopher Reeves crossover. Yeah, so he will be the greatest podcaster of all time, but he Wait, will not be able to I, walk or feel anything from the waist down. I don't think I understand. So he puts the mustache on, and then he gets in a horse accident? No. He just I don't did. understand what's going on here, Well, Mike. I mean, you know, the, the, the mustache works in mysterious ways. I don't know how it works, per se. Like uh, an artifact from Warehouse 13. I wore it briefly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, welcome to Michael and Jeremy Steal Your Podcast, where we steal your podcast and do it better, faster, stronger, and hornier. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me, guys. This is odd, but I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm into it. So thank you. Not a, yes, thank you. We we are we, you you answered the call, and we're very happy about that. Esteemed actor and friend of the show, Eddie McClintock. Super fan. Super fan. <laughs> friend of the show. Hey, I'm extra, I'm a super fan of your guys. I didn't want to say anything. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's. I told you he listened to the show, Mike. Well, you know, you <laughs> hope. I had, to, I had to play it close to the vest, you know. Well, we appreciate that. So obviously, interviewing requires questions, and we have some questions that we're very curious about. 
Now, yeah. this this may not be the same kind of... There's definitely some things I want to cover uh, that you probably have said a billion times. I'm not going to ask you your favorite artifact from Warehouse 13. That's overdone, <laughs> and, there's, and there's, a, there's a billion. So if anyone cares what that is, you can look at some other boring interview. Right. <laughs> so I guess my first question, Eddie, what's your favorite wing place? My my favorite wing place? Yeah, you need to get some hot wings. Yeah, you're, you're looking to get some chicken wings. Yeah, the big game is on, and so you I need guess, some wings. I guess a good thing, It's and also, what's your flavor? I would say, you know, I spend a lot of time uh, back in the Midwest working, so Buffalo Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. That's the very highly rated uh, yes, wings yes. over there. So we have those as well, fantastic wings. Where uh, are you gr- guys? Uh, we're in Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're we're on the the basically the better version of California, <laughs> where all the old people go. The freer, the freer version. That's, where, that's right. Where Californians <laughs> retire. That's that's exactly right. What's your favorite flavor of wing? When you go to get a wing, <clears throat> you know, I just basically go buffalo all the way. Yeah, um, man after my own heart. And hot buffalo, hot hot. I don't go like you know burn your butthole, uh, but but I'll burn the taint. Mm. <laughs> See, I'm allowed to say taint on your. Oh, you can say you can say any curse word you want. Taint. There you go. Taint. And that's where I draw the line is taint. <laughs> like, McClintock gets on and says taint twice, now three times. <laughs> that's how we should build a show. I did the uh, Doctor Drew. Remember when Doctor Drew had that show with Adam Carolla? Yes, I do. I know what you're talking yeah, about. I listened I, to it the I, other day. Old clips. I said uh, penis on the show. And then uh, they never invited me back. So that's wild with what they're with what they're doing now. Doctor Drew's on all these shows saying yeah, wild things. I was on there with Neil Patrick Harris. He and I were on a, a show together called Stark Raving Mad. Yes, sir, you were. But uh, Tony Shalhoub was in that show, wasn't he? Tony Shalhoub, yeah, amazing cast. And then Steve Levitan, who created Just Shoot Me and Modern Family. We uh, we won the People's Choice Award for Best New Comedy. And then, of course, I got um, a brand new Porsche 911. And then we got canceled. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. oh, no. <laughs> oh no. So I was parking the Porsche on the street and was paying more on my car payment than I was for my rent. And uh, so lesson learned. Yeah, yeah, you live and you learn. That was, uh, it, it must have been really cool working with uh, NPH and Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub, of course, and uh, marvelous Mrs. Maisel now. One of, the, yeah. one of the greatest roles he's ever played, in my Aren't opinion. You, are you in uh, Monk marvelous, is great. marvelous Miss Maisel? No, I never, uh, I never got on. Who was I? Lo- I, I was looking up somebody because I've been also looking you up too, seeing all your probably David Boreanis <laughs> and everything. My, my nemesis. He's God damn it, David! <laughs> David boring anus. Yeah, boring anus. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, my next question uh, that I got lined up here: Buddy TV ranked you number eighty-two sexiest man alive in uh, two thousand eleven. Sexiest man uh, on television. Number you, yes. came, you came in at number eighty-two. My mom wanted me to tell you you could have easily made number seventy-five. Thank you, thank you. Well, I I was eighty-two right after Carrot Top. Oh, so. oh no, what? He's he's got a nice body. Carrot that Carrot Top. Well, he he's he got does. to. Like some fun. <laughs> Back to the chopper. All right, so Jeremy, do you have another question? I have one lined up. Uh, I do. Um, what do you wear? Like crazy colored socks with like patterns, or do you have like a? I'm, I wear me specifically. I like black socks or dark socks all the time. When I see someone wearing like shoes with tall white socks, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Now I. Uh... I wear, uh, my wife buys knockoff Gucci socks uh, uh, from China. Nice. Uh, and so I wear them around and no one knows that uh, I'm a poser. They just think I'm <laughs> ostentatious Gucci sock wearing asshole. Well, so, so <laughs> from your description, I actually, I didn't think that's where you were going. I, in my mind, it's just you wear your wife's socks, <laughs> your wife's knockoff Gucci socks. Well, she she buys them for me, men's. They're men's. Or sometimes I'll wear her socks. Dude, I know. put on my wife's socks. 
Sure. They're so sure. comfy. They're like silky socks. It's weird. Was the Porsche 911 that you bought a knockoff too? <laughs> uh, I, I wish. My, 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 my accountant wishes. It yeah. Been. It would have been nice. I definitely do want to cover a couple questions uh, about Warehouse 13. And really, it's not necessarily your time on the show. I'm more concerned about the announcement y'all made. Dragon Con, September 2022. Y'all made yeah. an announcement about a possible reboot. We're, we're getting to about a year later. What's the, what's the traction on that? I know the fans have been putting in, uh, putting in the work, but... Yeah, there's no traction. Um, we just figured it was a it was the right time coming off the pandemic. They were rebooting a lot of shows, and so my my uh, exec producer and a guy by the name of Mark Stern, who was the um, the VP of of new uh, or of of current uh, shows at that time, and they had partnered they had partnered up, and they were like, let's let's see if we can get the show reboot. And um, Mark put in a call to one of uh, one of his very dearest friends at the network, and um, uh, they never got back to him. Oh, well, that's a shame. I mean, that's just it's just it's just Hollywood in a in a nutshell. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Well, I mean, you do have some <clears throat> options. You can either go, uh, you know, you can go Community, right? Yeah, or uh, you know, you could go uh, uh, Chuck. You know, get Subway involved. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing some, I've gone back to doing some gay porn. Okay. Um, I was just in uh, the cockpit. Mm. It's about an, an able, uh, a naval aviator. And that's all that needs to be said. And um, <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of like Top Gun meets Debbie Does Dallas. I think you'll <laughs> like it. Okay. Well, yeah, I did notice that in my research. Uh, I, it's on my queue to watch right at the moment. I'm a, I'm a top. I'm a top. So don't well, Of course you it. are. Look at that chin. I mean, geez, come on. We need you in the frame. <laughs> you should you should see my ab. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a keg. I'm working with a keg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, n nothing um, has come from it. You know, I don't know. It's um, everybody has agreed to sign back on. But uh, you yeah, know, there's no, no movement. Does the uh, do you think the strike has anything to do with it, too? Is that a part of it? I don't, I don't know how any of it works. So I, I just know everyone's striking I don't, right now. I don't think so. I think that, you know, since this was about a year ago, but who knows? You know, I mean, they could turn around tomorrow and say, you know, we want uh, we want to reboot the show. So you can't be an asshole to them either. You know, you have to be like, you know. Well, what I want <clears throat> is more Eddie McClintock on TV. That's what I want to see. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Mike just turned the, the his his computer around and now I get to see you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I need more. I need more Eddie McClintock. Jeremy looked up the band on your shirt. <laughs> yeah, I, now I'm interested. I was like, who's Skinny Puppy? <laughs> so oh, I looked it on. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Skinny Puppy with some windowpane acid, 1989. Yep, good time. Is that the type of... I actually did have a question I thought of. Um, what I, I fly a lot. I fly twice a week, maybe three times a week. And uh, every time I get back home, I jump in my car... And I go right to music. Usually I listen to podcasts or history stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I throw on music. It's a, my go-to is like Asia. Ah. Like that, that kind of vibe. Some uh, Rush, something yes. like that. Some 80s. Yeah, some 80s feel good. Like good music, yeah. technical music, kind of uplifting stuff. When you get home, because I'm sure you travel a lot, have traveled a lot. Yeah. When you get in that car and it's just you and your goal is to get home, what's that vibe? What's that music that you listen to? I've been listening. I discovered this guy, uh, this band called Trust. It's T-R slash S-T. And um, it's, uh, I found it, I found him on Darkwave because I listened to Darkwave, Skinny Puppy, The Vows, um, stuff like that. And um, T-R-S-T is become one of my favorite musics uh my favorite musics um, <laughs> my favorite music to listen to the guy is phenomenal i mean i don't know if it's your type of music but you know <clears throat> i love i love all music a playlist are you, are you guys on spotify oh yeah, yeah. we're everywhere i'll send you guys a playlist you can check it out i would love oh, awesome. i would love nothing more than that I, I love listening to stuff while I'm traveling and trying to find... I, I've listened to all the stuff I like so many times that I'm trying to find stuff I've never heard of. 
Well, back in the day, there were these things called cassettes. Um, and, uh, you know, I used to love to make mixtapes for my buddies and, and stuff like that. So I have a lot of different um, playlists on Spotify that I could shoot your way. I did that for a girl once in middle school, and then I watched her throw my CD away. They were CDs for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, gave, I gave it to her, and I specifically made the tracks that, yep. you know, they made sense in order to tell yep. her how I felt. Right. <laughs> and she was so appreciative of it. And then I watched her throw it away at the end of class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's about how it goes. I kept my music to myself after that. Uh, are you, have you recovered? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'm happily married. Definitely recovered. She likes my, she likes my CDs. <laughs> do you, uh, do you have kids? I, I have one child. Yes. Good for you, man. I have a son. How old your boy? 11. Oh, right on. Well, get ready. <laughs> And my boys are 16 and 18. Oh, how's that going? Woohoo, man. They're, they're men uh, now. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my idea was I was going to have boys and they were going to wrestle and play football. And every Friday I'd get to go to the games to watch, you know, because I'm from Ohio. That's all I did, you know, played football, wrestled, baseball, the whole thing. And Yeah. <laughs> we can out tell. Here, out here Look at you. You're a I specimen. Am. Eddie, you're a specimen, dude. On this, uh, on my chin. Best <laughs> um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's they're they're uh, it's it's work, but you know that's what I signed up for. So, so is that what they're doing? They're they're playing sports? No, they don't. Oh, they, they don't. don't. That, that was my uh, that was what I thought was going to happen. But um, my son Jack loves football. We're big Ohio State Buckeyes fans, and um, <laughs> unfortunately, we're we're Cleveland Browns fans and there's Joe <laughs> Thomas being inducted into the hall of fame right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Instead they, uh, yeah, they don't, they don't play sports. They take really listen, long showers, they don't, long showers, listen to rap and, uh, smoke weed. So well, there you go. Awesome. <laughs> well, at least you could talk to Do you listen to rap? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't either. I've been trying to get my, I've been trying to get Mike into it. I like some stuff, especially older stuff. Oh would, yeah, I love old like Run DMC and uh, you know Ice T and uh, NWA, Public Enemy. What's uh, uh What's Ice T's metal band, Mike? Oh, what's the name of it? I forgot. Have you heard uh, Eddie? Have you heard his? Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't remember what the name of the band. Oh is. man, I listened to the song. That was really good. Yeah, there goes the neighborhood. It's a great song. He kills it. Ice T does metal. It's great. You should all uh, be like Ice T. Body count. Body, body count. count. Yeah, body count. Do they like any of your music? Have you introduced them to any of your stuff? And they or they're like, get out of here, Dad, with your lame uh, music. Uh, my older son, when when we used to put uh, my older son to bed, we would play um, Dark Side of the Moon or <clears throat> The Wall. Excuse me, or um, you know, The Doors. Uh, first album so um he he knows about it and he likes it he's got a pretty uh, he's got a pretty good musical palette but um his go-to is uh you know is the rap and they all talk about you know choking hoes and, <laughs> people and so that's the rap that i stay away from <laughs> their, their, their gold teeth and shit and i'm just like what the um so yeah now i'm not a big fan although um I do listen to some. There's this kid from um, uh, from Canton, Ohio, who oh God, uh, Trippy Red. Yep. I don't know if you've heard of Trippy Red, but I like I like uh, his music, and he's actually uh, collaborated with um, Chino Moreno from the Deftones. Um, they have mm-hmm. a song called Geronimo that is really good. Oh, I'm gonna write that down. I've I've been addicted to it's one of the Eurovision Eurovision songs. It's uh, by a Finnish gentleman, and it's called Cha Cha Cha. And I've been listening to it on repeat <laughs> for a week and a half. Of course, you have. <laughs> Any yeah. anyone who has Walter Cronkite's old mustache, <laughs> Cha Cha Cha, as that, often as possible. That's right. That's exactly I correct. It. I get it. The Finnish language is uh, wild. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, Eddie. Well, I want to get down to a couple of brass tacks things. You directed a movie last year. Yes. And it's called yes. Miracle at Manchester, a heartwarming tale based yes. on a true story. 
Yeah. I yeah. bought it. I bought it today. Good? Yeah. Doing the, we were like, hey, we're doing this interview. I'm like, I'm going to buy this movie so I could tell Eddie McClintock that I bought his movie. And he's going to get oh. a $4 check in the mail now. <laughs> I get nothing. But <laughs> yeah, um, you know, when a few years ago, when my career in Hollywood kind of started to shut down, I got a hold of uh, my buddy Dean Kane. I don't know if you know Dean. Of course, um, we know uh, Dean. TV's Superman Dean Kane. Superman Dean Kane. I yeah. I am a huge fan of Dean Kane, and it's when I looked up your movie and I saw his name in the, I was like, I'm buying it. I have yep. to watch this movie. Yep, yep. And I I said to Dean, I was like, you know, I know you do these outside of Hollywood films. They're kind of faith based films, and you know, initially I just wanted to continue to work but i got i got uh introduced to just such an amazing group of people that were you know they were trying to tell um stories like you said you know like heartwarming moral plays that aren't they don't beat you over the head with like you know religious dogma there's there, there is a a god component but um they're just good stories that you know hopefully inspire people as opposed to you know, most of the stuff now you, you walk out and want to blow your face off. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I uh, so I was lucky enough to, to act in and direct that film. And um, it, uh, you know, it got it got on a few lists as uh, 2022's um, uh, best films of 2022. Yeah, I got nominated for uh, best director for the International Christian Film festival which was cool that's, oh, that's awesome. beautiful yeah didn't win but hey it's always good to have your picture up there yeah not nomination for me for me it's a win i mean just ask leo right <laughs> so he finally <laughs> got his exactly well i look forward to watching it tomorrow my wife and i yeah eddie you played you played um uh rick the father of bryson newman uh who yeah. is uh the, the 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 kid in the movie and uh, I've seen you, uh, again, many interviews that you've done in regards to this this wonderful movie that you've uh, made. Uh, I love the story about how uh, it was Rick, right, who's waking your ass up at five in the morning, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the guy that you're playing is like, get up! I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not a yeah. slouch! You're not going to play yeah. a slouch! <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's definitely an ass kicker, and... Uh... And uh, we got along great, and it was it helped a lot because I obviously I got to know him, and I got to know a lot of stuff about Bryson. Bryson showed up, and he's like, "Where's Waldo in the movie?" He's he's in it a bunch of different times, playing a bunch of different characters in the background. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's that's that reminds me of like Jack Sparrow looking at his own funeral. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's really funny. <laughs> Uh, so when you were directing this movie, this is this is your directorial debut. When you were directing this movie, did you kind of have that moment where the PA brought you your latte, but it was too cold, and so you sent it back? Yeah, I, well, I had to slap him first. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's you know, you you give him the Hollywood slap, uh, which is humiliating, and then you dump the coffee out onto his shirt. And then you send them along. It's so, so yeah. it's it's so they remember. Yeah, it, they never do it again. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, hey, it it's works. Tough love on set. It's tough love. <laughs> what did the craft services table look like? Well, we were uh, on a uh, shoestring budget, so it was like a couple carrots, maybe some Cheetos, and uh, a piece of government cheese. <laughs> I love it. Cat food. <laughs> Cat <Yeah>. food. <laughs> Just put it in a different container. Mix it up. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we shot this film on, on you know, it was, I think we paid, I think we uh, spent 150000 which, I mean, just to, for the locations and all the stuff. There's a lot of volunteers in, that work for uh, JC Films Um because they just want to be a part of filmmaking and a mm. part of making films that, you know, lift people up. And um, so, uh, and then uh, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, um, they donated a few lunches. And um, so, yeah, it was, uh, we, we were, we were fed. That's, time. that's, that's I, I really love that too. Like what you just said, uh, people who just wanted to make films, people who yeah. wanted to do it, it's it's not like this, like you said, coming out of a theater wanting to blow your head off. Yeah, there's actual passion involved. Even the guy holding the boom mic, 
is just loving every minute of it. The best boy. Well, yeah, the they're, they're, they're there. Uh, you know, they're not they're not there out because they're there to get a paycheck. So obviously they're, they're more uh, enthused you would think, right. Just cause they're, they're a part of something that they actually want to be a part of. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Who was the best boy on your movie? I, me. <laughs> you, you were the it best was, boy. It was me. I told you, I just went back into gay porn. <laughs> Did I tell you that we, we had, like, bring in the best boy. <laughs> we made this movie for $14. <laughs> I was everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great but you had a, you had a blast uh making the movie it was fun you're gonna do it again i did i i actually just directed my second film uh it's called best supporting actors um and it's about a guy whose film career much like mine kind of dwindled down and uh he goes back home uh to I think he, it's Ohio. He goes back home and um, basically is is ready to end his life. He thinks his life is over, um, and then gets a an opportunity to help out a bunch of young kids who are trying to be actors. And it kind of rekindles in him a uh, a fire that had that had gone out. And um, again, it's just. Um, a film that you know about hope. You know, this guy was hopeless and few things happened in his life he trusted in uh you know his higher power and and kind of got out of the way and and things ended up working out you know well i don't want to give it away but um you know they all die at the end so. <laughs> well damn it <laughs> it's eddie mcclintock's it, the menu you know it would be great okay I know you have your script, and it's a great script, trust me. But what if they all die? <laughs> the 80s cocaine-fueled room. Like, all right, but hear me out. At the end, there's a monster. <laughs> it just falls from the ceiling. Yeah, um, it's it's the monster from John Carpenter's The Thing. It becomes like this sci-fi mashup. Yeah, public so, domain now, so we can use it. It was a it was a dream the whole time. He was just in a coma after a car accident. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's cool. I did. I, I'm not gonna lie. In all my research, I didn't know he did a second movie. That's pretty cool. No, it's 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 coming out right. Or you're making it. It's in, uh, you're writing. Well, it. It's it's done. It's shot, and it's just um, we're waiting for uh, some money to come in so that we can go into post. Yeah, that nice. porn. You got to get that porn. You got to do some more porn. That porn money coming in. Yeah. You started OnlyFans. Well, that's what he's doing the porn on, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, mine's an, mine's only fan. <laughs> it's just I Gary. Got, Gary I, sitting I there throwing the, money. One, one hairy knuckled guy. Hey, <laughs> what's your favorite artifact? Take your <laughs> <laughs> uh, It was all uh, obviously, and if no one knows, Eddie's favorite artifact from Warehouse 13 was Blackbeard's dildo. So, yeah, of oh. course, yeah. Of course. Yep. Well, there's got to be a through line. Exactly. It, it, it's what favorite. a great episode. Let me, let me tell you, his beard wasn't the only thing that was black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eddie, you're a funny guy, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, sir. We're, at, we're actually burying a, uh, a treasure next month. We're, we have a, a box, uh, this really nice box. We're filling it with treasure. I got silver, gold, diamonds, all that's in a bunch of other little trinkets and things. Uh, and it, there is fabled to be Blackbeard's dildo will be included in the treasure. So as, as well, it should be. So you're going to do like a time capsule. No, it's going to be a treasure hunt. I'm going to hide it somewhere in the woods in Florida and then slowly leave clues to its location through via my podcast, Jeremy and I's podcast. Right, right. Mike won't let me strap it to the back of an alligator. That yeah, was my he, idea. Yeah, he really wanted to do that. Uh, I said no, probably bad We just bad get, we get a smaller one that we can handle, grab it, tie a treasure to it. Well, eventually, the I don't think people are going to find it very quickly. I think that alligator will grow in length by the time. Exactly. And then it'll become the keeper. Yeah, right. That's, you make a fable. I mean, alligator. it's not a bad idea. It's just dangerous. Run yep. with it. You got to give him bendy straps, though, or else his scales will grow around the treasure. All right. Eddie says we need to commit, so <laughs> we need to commit to the bit. <laughs> yes. I know the perfect spot, dude. There's a place 15 minutes away we can find a gator. So, uh, oh, and I had an, uh, just, uh, I think my last question about uh, Warehouse 13 is um, I actually was uh, 
a huge fan of Eureka, another kind of similar show to you guys that also got canceled prematurely. Bunch of assholes. The good ones usually do, Mike. And then you guys had that really fun crossover episode. You know, oh, yeah. each each one you did that that was pretty cool. The game show or the the uh, video game episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. And um, uh, we were, you know, both shows existed in the same universe. Obviously. Yeah. The thing is, sci-fi. Um, cancels their shows before they have to pay syndication. Ooh. Um, so, you know, they they uh, they never let any shows go past. I mean, I think we did seventy four. I don't know. It yeah. was expensive. It was an expensive show to make. You know, it was uh, three million an episode. So damn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because they were paying me a million dollars one million dollars <laughs> well the show would have made it if it wasn't for mcclintock <laughs> gobbling up all the revenue i heard this guy's trying to make feel-good movies he just bought his fourth porsche yesterday <laughs> i'm over here trying to find artifacts but do uh, you uh I've, I've heard this with actors sorry to interrupt mike yeah Pardon. you're fine um i've heard in interviews with actors that they don't really watch stuff like do you unwind and watch tv is there tv shows that you watch that you love uh, or do you watch stuff and you're like i could have done I that i don't watch shows uh, i've never watched shows i like watching um i don't know if you've seen although i, I watched this mini series chernobyl the um yes i've watched it i think i just watched it again all the way through for the third or fourth time it's just so good so good um, but I usually watch um, shows about great white sharks. Hello, everybody. Future Michael here. Uh, our band of the week is Nevin or Neven. I think it's Nevin. Their song Lit we featured today. Please go check them out. Great band. Good stuff. We're brought to you by Dungeon Studios, makers of 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons modules and content and settings and, and monsters and a whole bunch of stuff. Go to their website, dungeonstudios.co, and you can download their stuff from there. And I won't even stop you. Oh, so I wanted to, uh, I, I thought it was funny because I think that you're still doing better than Colin Ferguson did after Eureka ended. I think he was doing Maytag commercials. <laughs> uh, let me just tell you, <laughs> let were... me just tell you, let me word you up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I would kill to have that gig mm. because he's now the Maytag man. Yeah. He, he goes in, you know, every couple months, shoots a couple, two, three commercials and then they pay him a boatload of money. Oh wow, a Porsche what load! A beautiful they're, thing. They're giving him a Porsche load of money. Deal with all the Hollywood bullshit, which which there is a lot of. Well, I take that back. Yeah, I guess he's doing better than you. So, <laughs> he is. so he that's is. that's interesting. I didn't ever think of that before. I guess commercials—that's not a Hollywood thing at all. That's. I mean, you know, it not not really for him. I mean, he he. You know, when you're doing a gig like that, it's he doesn't have to audition. I mean, he already has the job. It's kind of like that. What carrot that top? May, yeah, may, exactly. You know, mayhem. That guy, man. I mean, oh, <laughs> what a great! And he's so good in those commercials too. Yeah, yeah, and he just, I'm just so, I'm envious. The emu guy. Who's the emu guy? The guy who's with the oh, that's oh, yeah. a, a Liberty. Yeah, uh, I I actually. Um, came down to one of the last few guys for that for that job that liberty commute that spot i didn't get it uh, they missed out did you audition yeah. for the new twisted metal show no dang it you should have did you ever play that game <laughs> you should have uh, maybe <laughs> Maybe I don't. Maybe it was a you know it was on original PlayStation, PlayStation Two. You drove around as cars and cars shot and each other. Sh yeah, shooting missiles and stuff. Guns. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yes. Yeah. Sweet, yeah. sweet tooth. Uh, the 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 ice, ice cream. the ice cream truck ice cream was one of the cars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a show on Peacock now. Well, there you go. Nobody <laughs> called me. Well, are, oh, are you offer only? <laughs> the people at Peacock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The McClintock name carries a lot of weight. Uh, yes, it does. At least uh, here on Michael and Jeremy, still your podcast. Oh, thank you. I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. Mike, like, Mike reaches out. He's he's really good at networking, Mike, just to compliment you on our show. Thank you. Um, when he told me, I was like, Eddie McClintock. 
And uh, yeah. no, my wife was like Agent Sullivan <laughs> from Bones, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you know who that is? She's like, oh my god, Bones is my favorite show. I don't watch Bones. I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, so Eddie McClintock, and I pulled you up. I was like. Oh shit, Eddie McClintock, he's in everything. Yeah, he's an agent of shield. He's in everything. Sure, sure, sure. I'm I'm kind of a big deal. You are, you are absolutely you are. Thanks. I can't wait to see this porn you're making. Legend in my own mind. It's pro- it's probably really well you really great acting. You are a great actor, by the way. My favorite yeah. thing about gay porn is the story. Yeah. Of course, of course. Where should I put this MX missile? That was one of my lines. Oh, flawless. I, I have goosebumps right now. Thank you. Thank you. You're such a good actor that I've got to look up Eddie McClintock gay porn. <laughs> Don't do it, Jeremy. Bring in the Moab. Let me, let me turn on my Express VPN and look this up. Right? Exactly. So you're, uh, you realize now uh, you are actually our connection to Dean Kane. <laughs> you have you have Wait. taken over this mantle as our connection to Dean Kane, and we need to make this happen. Six degrees. Now it's like two degrees. That's right. I don't even want to talk to Kevin Bacon. I want to talk to you, Eddie. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I would take D- Dean Kane over Kevin Bacon every day. Uh, I chose Eddie, but yeah, Dean Kane's cool too. I'd love to. Talk I meant to moving him. forward. <laughs> we we have yeah. the privilege and honor of having of having Eddie today. Dean's good people. <clears throat> he helped me out a lot. Yeah, I've watched him on a a couple shows, interviewing, and I was like, I didn't know TV Superman was like this. He's he just elevated in my mind. I loved him on Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's kind of I I guess you would say blackballed from Hollywood because of Wrong Think. Yeah, he can't so, have certain views. No, no. <laughs> Do you fall into kind of that category? Yeah, you know, I I announced the other day that um, I was going to be at Dragon Con, and somebody on my Facebook said, "Is he still a back the blue bro?" <laughs> and, and I just wanted to say, "Well, well, fuck yeah, I am. Like, what what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like what? You don't support the police? Like, you know, I just don't get it. People, I don't know." You know. No, it makes complete sense. Speak your mind, Eddie. We're on the same uh, team. <laughs> well, let me let me just let me tell you a little story. Um, a couple of police officers out here in L.A. You may or may not remember. They were both <clears throat> they were sitting in their squad car, and and the guy, uh, some guy, just walked up randomly and shot them through the window. Yeah. And uh, the female officer had a round go through her chin and through, I think, her uh, one of her, you know, her right shoulder. And then her partner <clears throat> caught a couple of rounds, too. And um, I mean, it was gnarly, man. It was uh, it was gnarly. So I put up a um, a thin blue line flag on my social media. Oh, they hate that. Don't and, do that. Um, they hate that. <laughs> you know, if they would if they would do some research on what the thin blue line, you know, the derivation of the thin blue line, where it comes from, and all that stuff. But you know, just because some wacko asshole decides to um, try and hijack the th- you know the thin blue line flag, it becomes you know persona non grata in regard to you know you become a you become a racist if if you post that. So, uh, yeah, I got a lot of, a lot of, as a matter of fact, the one, the gal from um, Bones, um, I can't remember her name, not, not Emily Deschanel, but the, uh, one of the gals DM'd me in my, in my uh, Instagram and she was just like, Eddie, Eddie, I thought better of you. I thought you were, I thought you were a decent good person i had no idea you were a you know a goose stepping you know, nazi oh my you know, oh, the judgment comes real quick it's crazy oh it, it's quick and it's punitive it doesn't and, make any sense it's so well they say they're anti-fascist but it's so fascist exactly exactly, exactly. i'm always down for a little bit of anarchism <laughs> just a little bit yeah, i mean just to shake things up a little but um you know, I mean, I, I support our military. Um, I support our police officers. I, you know, a couple of years ago, just before uh, the, the the peaceful riots broke out, 
um, I applied to LAPD, you know, because I was like, I'm not working. What else am I going to do? What can I do that, you know, I can look myself in the mirror and be proud of and that my sons can go, hey, my dad's trying to make a difference. Um, so I applied to LAPD at age, I mean, what, I was probably 53 at the time and went down and, you know, in a giant room with about 100 and other hundred other uh, candidate wannabes and they were all, you know, 19, 20 coming out of the military or whatever. And I took all, all the physical fitness tests. I took the personality test and then they did a, you know, they do like a background check and they asked me about my drug use. And um, I, you know, I have 22 years clean and sober off of uh, drugs and alcohol. Congratulations. So, Thanks, man. So when they asked if I had ever done cocaine, I said yes, from 1985 to 1999. And, um, you know, I, I don't think they they don't like people to be glib on those um, on those forms. So uh, the next day I went and my my profile had been scrubbed from the LAPD website. Mm. And, and then I got a letter that said, you know, fuck you, which is fine, you know. Um, it's very unprofessional. They they have uh, every right to, you know, pick the people that they want. But I, I don't know. For me, I thought I would have been a, a good asset to maybe go into like you know the um, help help uh, people on the street that were, you know, dealing with drug addiction. And I I absolutely agree, Eddie. Um, Fourteen years of doing cocaine is wild. I was addicted to it for about a year and a half, yeah. and I was and and I took a look around the room and I look at myself in the mirror on a three day bender. And I was like, I don't even think I like this anymore. I'm just doing it to do it. And now every time after I decided it was just cold Turkey that night, Nope, don't need it anymore. And then when any of the parties and any of the, Hey, here's a line. It it was so easy to go. No, I'm good, man. It wasn't like a different kind of addiction where you're like, Oh, I can't be around it. Like, I would think well, that yeah, was the perfect thing for an officer to, yeah. to you, you're not enticed by the drug. You're 14 years clean. You don't, you look at that drug like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I just do the math now, you know, like I go, okay, let's see, let's play it out. Okay. I take a hit, a, take a hit on a joint. And then what happens then? Um, then I probably have a beer maybe more. Okay. Now I've had, let's say I've had beer and then maybe some scotch. And now I'm like, well, I don't want this party to end. So then I'm, you know, driving around trying to score dope. And then I'm at a crack house downtown naked with the peacock <laughs> sticking out of my hands. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Very specific. Yeah, so, so I just go, Hey, no, no, the math doesn't add up. Not going to do it. Not today. You do always, <clears throat> I'm not, not you specifically. I know for me, at the end of one of those kind of adventures, you find yourself in a weird place where when you finally let the shame go, let's say you hooked up with a random girl or something happened and the, sh- the clarity comes to you and you look around. Yeah. You're like, how did I get here? Why am I here? This isn't fun. Oh, yeah. I've never done that cocaine. Happened, that happened to me many times until I finally, it just, you know, it became, you know, I, I was done. So well, I think, good to, I thank God for my wife in that situation. Uh, she stood by me during that stuff before I married her. She was still with me. And I, I, when that look in that mirror was like, you know, I really appreciate her and she ties all my stuff together. And what am I doing? I've never even yeah. seen cocaine. I have seen black tar heroin there because my <laughs> friend went to Jamaica on a cruise and he tried to buy weed because we were in college and he was like, I'm going to Jamaica. Of course, I'm going to bring back some weed. So he, of course, finds a man on the corner of the street and he hands the man some money and the man hands him a baggie. He puts it in his pocket, puts it in his, he smuggles it back into America. And then he finally looks at it and it's black tar heroin. Wow. <laughs> from, from a joint to black tar heroin. He's an overachiever. We just stared at it. We just looked at it and just giggled. <laughs> he, he kept it as a talking piece, yeah, like a coffee book table. Yes. <laughs> Look at my baggie. Well, that's of black heroin. tar heroin. <laughs> Have you ever seen heroin? Do you want to? Have you ever seen uh, the movie Midnight um, Express? Yes. Uh, no. 
Um, but I, uh, I highly recommend it. It's about a guy who basically, I guess he was, gosh, I'm not sure where, Venezuela or somewhere. He tried to bring heroin back into the United States. And, oh, it, he was in Turkey. And he ended up in a Turkish prison. And it was just, whew, don't do it. Don't, <laughs> don't do, do it. it. Say no to drugs, Nancy. <laughs> Or if, you know, you go to a place where they really don't like it, then don't risk it. Yeah. Brittany. Yeah. Grind. Exactly. <laughs> Damn it, David. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Nice. <laughs> Did you see her shooting hoops at, around the pool the other day? There yep. Was a video. And uh, she ain't got no shirt on. Yep. Well, there's a lot of speculation <laughs> on the internet about that. <laughs> She's a man. Well, I didn't say it, but Eddie McClintock did. <laughs> but I'm not <laughs> saying I disagree with him. <laughs> the last burning embers of my career. Just... Who are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner. She, she's the one that uh, we negotiated. We gave up the Lord of War. Oh, yeah. To bring back this basket. Because she, she was like, no, I'm going to Russia and I'm going to smoke weed there. I don't care what they think. Yeah. Yeah. I, remember, okay. I travel all he's over the country, the, Mike. He's in the WNBA. Yeah. <laughs> I travel all over the country, Mike. And when I go to a state where they don't like smoking weed, you know what I do? I don't smoke weed. <laughs> there you go. Simple. It's pretty easy. I think I have one last very important question for you, Eddie. Yes. So uh, Jeremy and I have talked about Jared Leto in the past and how when he was playing the Joker, he would like hide fish in people's trailers and be all weird and crazy. What's the best prank you've ever pulled on somebody on set? You know, Jared Leto is, is method. He's a method actor. Right? Well, well, <laughs> well, I saw him as the Joker. Annoying as fuck. I, He's I, not um, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. No, Daniel Day-Lewis also very method. And I heard a story about Daniel Day-Lewis after uh, Lincoln um, all the well during Lincoln, all the crew had to dress in the um, dress of the day. So everybody set, and that was that came down from him, from what I heard. And then um, at the I don't know rap party or wherever, he introduced the kid who had played his son. He introduced himself as Daniel Day Lewis. Now the implication being that the kid had never met Daniel Day Lewis. While they were working together, he, the kid had only ever met Abraham Lincoln. Wow. And I'm just like, you know, for me, it's like, okay, and action. Then I become the guy, and mm -hmm. then they say cut, and then I become me. Um, but maybe that's why I am doing, you know, faith-based films in Tupelo, Mississippi. <laughs> why? Because you don't I'm have... Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> because you don't have controlled schizophrenia? <laughs> is, is that why? Exactly. Yeah, I'm just a, I'm just a jamoke from Ohio. The, the, you saw Gangs in New York, right? Of course you have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What do you think of that movie? I just watched I, it. I, I mean, I, I think he's amazing. I thought uh, Cameron Diaz was miscast. Um, I like Leo. I always like Leo. Um, I, I think it's it's not my favorite Scorsese film. Um, I'm more of a Goodfellas. Um, casino guy um, but uh, I thought it was a pretty good film I thought it was pretty good did, did you love it I thought it blew I thought it sucked oh, did. and then the ending oh, they're just did. hugging by a graveyard and they're like here's New York a couple decades from now <laughs> and I'm like okay yeah, so yeah I mean I, I actually went easy on me on that so thanks for opening the door yeah I didn't get it yeah the movie much, sucks much, much like the Irishman movie. The Irishman, I oh my god, so excited to see the Irishman, and I just was like, that was six hours of torture because I had to watch it twice to make sure I understood what I saw the first time, and I wasn't being cynical. Yeah, not not my favorite. God oh. damn it, Scorsese. So, what kind of pranks did you pull? Oh, oh um, so uh, on one of the first days when we had a uh, our trailers, we got our big. Um, I think it was. The second season, we went from, <clears throat> excuse me, having um, honey wagons, which is, you know, you it's it's uh, you get one or two units per thing. Right. And then uh, second season, they got us each our own Winnebago's. Ooh, so so uh, um, Joanne Kelly, who played um, 
Micah on the show, she stood watch and I went in and, and dropped a deuce in Saul's uh, toilet. Nice. <laughs> and you didn't even flush it. Correct. <laughs> it's like going to someone's hotel room and just taking a shit in their tiny little hotel room and then walking out. Yeah, I would have done a, I would have done a full on upper decker, but you know they don't have those types of toilets in there, so it was a lower decker. Mike, the Mike, hole in the floor of the trailer. <laughs> Mike had read a story. He was really hoping you were going to tell, and uh, he he heard a story something about your scrot, and he wanted oh, you, oh, he dumb? Was, yeah. very dumb. Yeah, <laughs> he heard a story about your scrot, and he was hoping you would tell that story. He's just worried you didn't want to. <laughs> so. No, I don't care. I used to tell it back in the day when it was still, still just a racy story. Nowadays, I would have, you know, probably been fired. But um, I had on. It was we were in the we were shooting in the Toronto subway. It was really hot, and I was under. Pete was undercover as like a, uh, you know, a sanitation worker or something. So I had on a, an orange jumpsuit, and I had just like shorts on underneath. And there were, you, you know, in those those jumpsuits, they have holes on the side so you can reach in. And if you have pocket in, in your jeans, if you have pockets or whatever. And because of the heat, you know, my my sack was pretty was like uh, Mr. Elastic from uh, <laughs> Four. Stretch Armstrong. And so so, so I, I kind of uh, and pulled it out of the. Uh, side of the pocket <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> it's not it's hilarious <laughs> and i walked I over it. to our to our uh wardrobe gal who who's awesome <laughs> and i was like heather heather this jumpsuit has hairy gum in the pocket <laughs> and she was like oh eddie let me look at that and then she kind of got a good look at it <laughs> and she recognized it right away that, she that, knows what it is. i've seen that scrotum <laughs> that gu that uh, gum's got a tattoo on it <laughs> um, but yeah so that uh that was one of the that was one of the funner times. That was so good. <laughs> good times. Well, so, you know, Dime. you said like back, you would have been fired for that story. Um, yeah. It's so funny if you've ever worked in an environment with like people that you joke around with all the time. I was, I was a roofer for over a decade. When yeah. you just have these people around you, you get to do these funny, funny things yeah. and they get the joke and you get the joke Come and everyone right. around you gets the joke and it's really, it's a way to ease the day about... But then you get some rando who's looking at it through a window and they're like, oh my God, what a horrible thing is happening in there. T ten years later, what did you do? You assaulted that person. How dare you? It's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I wrestled in college, so the wrestling... Scrotes in the face, pretty normal. Yep. It was dicks and balls and sacks and just piss and shit and bodily... I mean, you know... Yeah. Like, so I, I kind of brought my special brand of humor to Hollywood, which... Uh, and God, God bless you for it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, Jeremy, you have a question. Hey, uh, so we ask everybody on the show, and it's actually it's, it's something that haunts me, because I think I made my decision, but I want to know what other people think. Schwarzenegger or Stallone? Who's better? For your own reasons. Just based purely on films... Well, Anything, how, whatever be, you want to compare. It, it could to. be a hairstyle. Well, some of this he's got the best hair, so I pick him. It could be anything, any reason you got. I mean, I, I, I'm more of a. I'd say I'm more of a Schwarzenegger. God, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Schwarzenegger column. Oh, yes, fuck. Eddie. But we do give the guests the chance that we can sway them with our arguments. They drew first blood, Colonel. They drew. They drew. It wasn't his fight, Eddie. First of all. It wasn't his fight. So why would you choose Schwarzenegger? I his freaking leg. <laughs> it's so funny if you listen to that scene, like sped up just a little bit, like 1.25. <laughs> he speaks so fast. <laughs> so Eddie, why would you choose Schwarzenegger over Stallone? And will you give me an opportunity to sway you in the other direction? Or you pick Schwarzenegger? Yeah. I mean, I picked Schwarzenegger for uh, Predator. Um... Uh, pick Schwarzenegger, of course, for twins. Uh, yes, he's got course. this mic. You'll be able to uh, rebut. Twin, uh, twins, uh, Terminator, um, Predator, 
last you know, action. It's not, a, not a real long list, but Predator for me, you know, I just, when I discovered the, the minigun um, that uh, Jesse Ventura was uh, carrying around there, and then I found out about the GAU-8, which is a, on the nose of the, of the A-10 Warthog, uh, kind of really, I fell in love with the A-10 Warthog and how, you know, our, our ground pounders rely on the close air support of the, Anyway, Eddie likes I'm, machines. I'm, yes, yes. <laughs> but but I mean, Rocky, incredible. Um, I remember seeing him do his one arm, you know, the switch up push ups when I was a little kid. And I told my dad that I was like, I can do those. And my dad was like, There's no way you can do those. And I and he goes, I'll give you a dollar for every one you can do. And I remember I, I went home and did a shitload of them. I don't remember how many. But so Rocky was a big influence on me. My dad <laughs> bought two pairs of boxing gloves and he bought me some trunks and he'd get down on his knees and he and I would box. So uh -huh. um, that was a, that was a big one. Um, <laughs> I like Stallone, um, but just for me, it's, it's gotta be Arnold, but um, go ahead, rebut. So who name the two iconic Schwarzenegger roles, the name of the character. The two um, and that stick in your mind. Bam. The name. Terminator. <laughs> no, the name of the character. T-100. Not what the is it? movie. <laughs> not, and it's not you. I'm asking Eddie. Sorry. Oh, gosh. What's his name in Predator? Um, okay. So name the two most iconic Stallone characters. Rocky. Uh-huh. And, and uh, John Rambo. Right. So these characters stick out to us because they give us inspiration, right? Yeah. yeah. They see, we see our weakness in ourselves. Now, those two iconic characters that you couldn't remember from Schwarzenegger, of who wrote those characters? What were their right. names, the writers? Uh, James Cameron, I believe, wrote and directed Predator or um, uh, Terminator. And uh, I'm not sure who wrote Predator, which is a shame. I don't yeah. Is it, is it so, so the two iconic Stallone characters that we know and love, who wrote, helped write those characters? Well, Stallone. He wrote right. his two most iconic characters. Yeah, but Arnold talks like this. <laughs> he does. Arnold's strong, <laughs> he too. He gets He chews on a cigar. <laughs> Stallone's like 5'9 or something. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. What about, let's not forget Conan. I've been fucking goddamn it. That's my Achilles heel because I love yep. Cole the Conqueror, which means yes. I also love Conan the Barbarian. Yes. But have oh, you ever seen lot. Cliffhanger, which was also yeah. written by Stallone? Oh, did he write that? Yes, he did. Yeah, it's pretty good. He writes a lot of his stuff. And just like you, was also in porn. That's right. He the, was. Yeah, that's where the Italian stallion came from, right? And, and then... We've got Schwarzenegger saying, I've done a bunch of movies. Mike, <clears throat> if you could. Arnold doing, I've done a bunch of movies. It's time to do politics. I've done a bunch of movies. Now it's time to do some politics in California. <laughs> I'm ah! in the Mario Kennedy. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> She's got the bird yeah, nose. I love then, that. <laughs> and then he said, uh, during COVID, he said, you know, to hell with your freedom. I'm yes, sure he did. Like and then... With the whole scandal, we all know he's got that beautiful boy that he birthed from his mis from his activities, <laughs> his maid. You mean when when the movie the movie that he was in where he was pregnant? No, that did happen too. He got that maid pregnant and gave birth to a beautiful brown skinned Arnold Schwarzenegger copy. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's crazy. But then he said, "Fuck the movies. I already did that." I'm going to be the governor, I guess. And Stallone was like, fuck that. I'm going to keep coming out with movies like everything we've ever wanted to see, The Expendables. Here's all your action hero stars in the yeah, same movie. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, what was the one where he played the small town sheriff? Uh, um, not Stan Tall. That's, uh, it's, I know what you're talking about. He, at the end, they raced through the cornfield. In yeah, their cars, Michael, uh, Michael, uh, the, the real outspoken sports kid, uh, Mike, Michael, she's uh, anyway. Uh, I know jo Johnny Knoxville's in it, isn't he? 
Johnny Knoxville's in that movie? I think so. He's in the bus. He drives the bus. And Stop he... making things up, Jeremy. No, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I watched it on an airplane. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So. Hold on. I'm looking at it. I, yeah, I, look it up. The point yeah. is, Jeremy, he's gone Schwarzenegger. No, I think he's going to change his mind. He's dude. absolutely not going to change his mind. Eddie McClintock is going to change his mind. I guarantee it. He's not going to change his time. No, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. What do you think, Eddie? Oh, you know, I gotta, I gotta stand on Schwarzenegger. That's right. <sighs> of course he does. Because why wouldn't he? He's the, he's the absolute winner. Uh, but I, but I do uh, appreciate uh, Stallone. It is a know? difficult. It's a very difficult question. So. Yes. Yeah, so he does push oh, up. Copland. 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 Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Eddie. Um, when we have a particularly fun podcast that we need to steal, and we just want to have you on to shoot the shit, you know. Or if you, uh, the I'm moment down. your movie, your your next movie comes out, you're gonna come on our show. We'll do some advertisements for it. Get the word out. Sure. Well, well I'll be at Dragon Con uh, Labor Day weekend. So right, that's the first the first weekend in um, September. Awesome. So uh, yeah, it's in, it's eighty six thousand insane sci fi pop culture fans just going crazy. We love so, it. That is awesome. Yeah, you guys should get down there. You'd love it. It's got to feel good too when people come up and they're like, "Oh my god!" I'll give you a free selfie. Ooh. Yeah. I thought you yep. were saying uh, <laughs> insult me like you were gonna show up like the tomato guy. Tell me I'm a dirty boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you can pay money you're, to like you're welcome to insult me too. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve it. <laughs> It'd be funny if someone walked up and gave you twenty bucks to say something stupid like you, you suck dweeb. <laughs> Just throw twenty dollars at you. I've let someone do that to me. People be- have given me um <laughs> asked me to do like I'll do their incoming phone message and stuff like that, but I don't ever charge anybody. Uh, and I think we made uh, I think we made CQ's podcast pretty horny today, guys. I think we nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was horny. What? What? Whoa. Well, I, I I think in the the email that I sent you, I think I actually inserted you don't even need to wear pants. <laughs> and and I'm not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you guys. I appreciate you both. Thank and, you. Uh, just stay in touch, man. Absolutely. We had a blast. You're a funny fucking guy, dude. Thanks, man. You guys do a good job, too. I appreciate you. We are Michael and Jeremy. Still your podcast. M-J-S-Y-P-O-D. Majizipod on all the things. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Make sure you follow everything because we'll be hiding clues to a buried treasure's whereabouts. Uh, that's going to drop in September. And it's got... Guess what, Jeremy? Guess what's in this fucking treasure, dude? We have silver. Check. Diamonds? Check. Gold? Check. Thingamabobs? Checkity check. What do they call those? Hummels? What? Should we put a Hummel in there? What is a Hummel? Nine Inch Nails CD. (laughs) (laughs) A Hummel, it's like a little, uh, it's like a little ceramic statue of like a boy with an umbrella. Or something. What? You know what I'm talking Old people have them. Oh, yeah. You know the old people hummels? Ooh, what about one of those little poppy, like those little pop things where like the little little circles that you pop So it's the like children a, have? It's the... The uh, fidget poppers? It, it's like a when popping bubbles in a package wrap. Yeah. Bubble wrap. Yeah, bubble wrap. But it's forever. forever. You can click it bubble all the forever. time. Yeah. Forever bubble Throw wrap. Throw one of those. And uh, possibly the fabled Blackbeard's dildo. But, you know, who knows? Uh, Jeremy, we have a phone number. What's that? 903-287-0660. One more again. 903-287-0660. Call the show. Leave a voicemail. Send a text. We'll play it or anything like that on the show. Uh, we did have an episode where we talked about what would be a mystical... The, the, the name of the mystical being that would drop guns down to the good girls and boys. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Justin texted into the show Santa Glocks. Ooh, I like that one. Santa Glocks. So that's the name. So thank you, Justin, for texting in on the show. Your text will be read on our show if you fucking do it, damn it. If you want your band featured in an, uh, episode, in an episode of our podcast, send an MP3 and some pictures and some shit. We'll, we'll promote your band. Send us our shit and we'll promote it. That's right. We like it when people make things. Uh, yeah. That's the whole point. 
That's our email. The whole point? U-H-J-Y-E-A-H at majizzypod.com. Ajaya. Send your shit. We'll promote it. <laughs> One day we're going to have Dean Kane on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, dude. TV Superman. Yeah, we will. Uh, 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 Kevin Sorbo. Uh, he knows Kevin Sorbo. Can you believe that? I can. From the story. Because he said that. He said it to (laughs) us. Uh, Tune in every Monday, guys. Tell your friends about the show. It's hard. We need more. Tell more people about it. Jeremy, I love you. I love you too, buddy. Bye. Awesome interview, Eddie. Um, awesome, awesome guy. What's that? Hello. Hello. CQ. Why are you on the ground? I'm, I'm oh, that's paralyzed. Right. That's right. It's, yep. You are paralyzed, aren't you? Oh. Oh, take it off. Can somebody take this mustache off, please? Oh. I, this was not nice. You, but do you at least want me to put a microphone up to you for like ten minutes so you can experience being the best podcaster in the world? No, I just oh, no? I want my podcast back. Okay. And I want this to be over. I guess, right, fair I guess it wasn't worth it. <laughs> All right, you can walk again. You guys suck. Just, just want you to know that. Take it off. Shake it suck. off. Suck. Oh, you should, you should it, listen to that interview. I'm gonna put that it was back the best the... interview Eddie McClintock's ever been on. That's suck. right. Yeah, you can have him back. He's a little moist now, but you know, I'm sure he'll do fine. Why? Why is Eddie wet? What is? What did happen while I was gone? They pelted me with rocks and garbage. Oh, we geez. may have made a porno. Hello. Yeah, or Kevin Sorbo, if you know Kevin Sorbo. Do you know Kevin Sorbo? I, I do. What? No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Shut up, Eddie. Stop teasing me. Uh, of course. K Sorbs, we call him. Oh, my God, dude. I we love... are such huge Kevin Sorbo fans. <laughs> I just made, uh, we did an episode where I made. A full episode of Cole the Conqueror. I made Mike watch Cole the Conqueror because it's my favorite movie for like bullshitting, but it's my favorite background movie. Uh, and then he looked outside, and it was the Twin Towers. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, you just got real dark. Sorry. <laughs> and and <laughs> Sorry. <I> was, <laughs> and <was>, scene. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's, I'm not here to inconvenience you. Yeah, it's your fault, Eddie. <laughs> dang it. <laughs> Next time when we get boring anus on the show. <laughs> Mike has giant fingers, by the way. I have, fi- I have fine, normal-sized <clears throat> human fingers. They're not. I'm sure your wife appre- appreciates that. hey hey I'm in the middle of a divorce. <laughs> Joke's on you, Eddie. Oh. <laughs> sorry, bro. Sorry. No, it made it oh, so much.